0: Hello everyone, I'm Brad Gray and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I am a follower of Jesus and I find the Bible to be absolutely amazing and love helping people experience it anew. Because in my 12 plus years of teaching the Bible professionally, I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context and we are missing out on so much because when the biblical text is set in its context, it becomes more relevant, compelling, and transformational than we ever imagined. My desire is for all people to experience the Bible this way and to see Jesus at the center of it all. It's to this end that I created the Teaching Series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context, and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. So if you find an episode particularly helpful, I'd encourage you to check out the video version as well. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and let's jump into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode in the Teaching Series. Hey, for those of you who had a chance to watch last week's episode, you will know that next week we are going to be beginning a new series. So a couple of weeks ago, we finished with Zacchaeus, Last week, we talked about A Life Worth Mimicking. And at the front end of last week's episode, I said, hey, there are two episodes I want to do between Zacchaeus and the next series that I think would be really helpful for all of us to engage. And so last week, we talked about A Life Worth Mimicking. We talked about Paul saying, hey, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ or mimic my example as I mimic Christ. And we talked about just the significance of that of what Paul had become and what he was inviting other people into. And as I was continuing to think about that particular passage and what we talked about last week and is our life worth imitating, is our life worth mimicking, you know, one of the things that will surface for most all of us are all of the areas in our lives that we don't have right. Those things that we go... Yeah, that, that isn't something that I want people to follow. Like that's something that I struggle with or this is something that I find frustration with. And it's very easy to become really, really discouraged and to go, man, am I just a pain in the rear end to God? Like is God just so sick and tired of dealing with me and my frustrations and my struggles and maybe my addictions? And this is where I just wanted to bring to you just a story that I have found really helpful in my own journey. And it goes something like this. It's a true story. It's from years ago from the legendary founder of IBM, a guy by the name of Thomas Watson Sr. And on one particular occasion, one of his young senior managers made a mistake. And it was a a big mistake. It cost IBM $10 million. Okay, There's a technical term for that. It's Oops. (laughs) And as you can imagine, like word spread quickly and all of a sudden it came to this young senior manager. Hey, Thomas Watson senior wants to see you in his office. And so he gets up out of his office and he makes like that long walk. It may have only been 100 feet, but it must have felt like a mile as he approached the office of Thomas Watson, Sr. And I just can imagine him standing outside the office. This is the, the entryway into to my home office, and I just can only imagine him just like, feeling the sweat just like coming on his forehead, just his whole body getting warm, going, this is not going to go well. And it says that he walked into the doorway, saw Thomas Watson Sr. sitting behind his desk, and he said to him, he said, so I guess you want my resignation, huh? To which Thomas Watson Sr. replied, are you kidding me? We just spent $10 million educating you. And the dude did not lose his job. Now, what I love about this story is that I believe that the impulse that Thomas Watson had in that moment is the same impulse God demonstrates all the time. That this is a God who sees our failures not as the end-all be-all, but as a means to an education to a learning, to a sense of, listen, I don't want you to tender your resignation to me when you feel like you have absolutely blown it. I want to take that resignation. I want to put it in the recycling bin, and I want to recycle the pain. I want to recycle this story. I want to help make you better for it. And this isn't God taking it lightly and going, oh, let's just chalk it up to education, although I do think the education is a big part of it. It's that this is a God who recognizes that we're not always going to get things right, that we're going to struggle, that we're going to fumble along at times, that we're just going to absolutely blow it, sometimes bigger than others. And this is a God who just says, listen, my grace is sufficient for you. I love you, I am with you, let's get you back on track, let's get you moving forward again. Because friends, when we make the big mistakes in our lives, we never look at those mistakes and go, huh, well wasn't that fun? Let's do that again next weekend. Right, We go, no, 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 there's a sense that we know that this is hurting us, and because our lives bleed onto other people, like our decisions affect not only us, but those around us. And so we recognize that if there's something that we're carrying in our story, if there's a struggle, if there is an addiction, is there something that's just destructive inside of us, we know that it's having a negative impact on us, and it's also having a negative impact on others. But what I don't want us to believe in this moment is that this is a God who's just so upset, so angry, who just wants to put us down, who is just so fed up that that's not the God that we see in the Scriptures. That this is a God over and over and over again who's like, let's get you back on track. Let's learn from this. Let's make you better for this in the future as a result of the bad decisions that you made Yesterday, let's let let's do something redemptive with that. And Paul was somebody who experienced this in his own journey. That what's so amazing about the passage that we talked about last week is that he got to the place where he's like, I am mimicking Christ and so therefore mimic my life. But that's not how Paul's journey began. In fact, we see in Acts chapter 9 this massive moment on the road to Damascus where Jesus meets him and confronts him on the actions that he has been living out. And we could go into greater detail about the whole Acts 9 road to Damascus. I would love to do that with you at some point because that passage set in his context is just like mind-blowing as well. But what Paul is met with is the fact that what he thought he was doing as a favor to God, getting rid of this Jesus moment, was actually taking the story the opposite direction than what God wanted to take it. And for Paul, he started to realize that all of the persecution, all of the decisions he made to get letters from the Sanhedrin to go in from hundreds of miles away, throw people in prison who are followers of Jesus, like he carried those decisions with him. And you see those in his writings later about how it is still hard at times for Paul to grapple with the life he once lived, with the decisions that he once made. And yet the thing I find so compelling about Paul's journey is that this man is all out for God. He is all out for the way of Jesus. And he is going through trials. He's going through tribulations. He's going through one thing after another, not because he's trying to earn his way back in the good graces of God, It's that he has fully embraced the grace of God in his life. He realized just how much he needed the grace of God. And when he allowed himself to be overwhelmed by the grace and mercy and love and forgiveness of God, it fueled him to sell out, to do everything he could to live out the way of God, to expand God's kingdom here on earth because he had been met by the grace of God And it had transformed him and it had compelled him and it had unleashed him on his journey forward. And so friends, I just want to encourage you today that as you look through your life, as you think about is your life worth mimicking and you start to highlight, and I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that, that this is a God God who wants to take these experiences that we've just completely failed and have said, I want to recycle that. I want to redeem this. I want to take this somewhere. And the question will be, will we allow God to work in us? Will we have the courage to say, you know what, God, I've made a mistake. I need to get back on track. We have to make amends with those that we've affected negatively because of our decisions like we need to do that. But this is a God who is with us. This is a God who is for us. This is a God who wants to carry us along, who wants us to be met by his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. And that as we continue to experience that grace in our lives, that we would extend that to others and that collectively we can all say, how can we be better in our lives? How can we move forward in our journey? What do we need to do to be better tomorrow than we are today? Because we have learned from our failures. We've learned from our mistakes. We have been met and captivated by the grace of God. And we don't want to go back to to those things because those decisions aren't cool. They're not good for us. They're not good for those around us. God doesn't take them lightly, but God recognizes that the way forward is by grace. It is by love. It is by the forgiveness. And we learn as we go and we become better down the road than we are today because we don't allow our failures and our faults to become the end-all be-all. We submit them to God and God carries us forward. So friends, I hope that just is an encouragement to you today, and may we all just live out the grace of God in our lives. Well, friends, as I mentioned, next week we're going to start a new series. We're going to jump into Psalm 23. So it is like the most beloved of all Psalms, whether people are religious or not, followers of Jesus or not. Almost everybody has heard Psalm 23, and it's not just a Psalm to be spoken at funerals, okay? Although it's a great place to be spoken at, but there is so much to Psalm 23 that has to do with our daily lives, that there's going to be things that you're going to go, no way, like that's actually in Psalm 23. Like that's, what Psalm 23 is saying. And it's just going to be a fun study that we are going to launch into next week. So I'd love to invite you back to either watch or to listen for those of you who are listening to the podcast. But thanks so much for your time today. May you be encouraged by just who this God is that we get to serve. And may you walk out the text well in your life.